Hello and welcome to another Cage Club Revisited. I'm Joey Lewandowski. And I'm Mike Manzi. With us today we have Jordan Paul and Clark. Hi, Jordan. Hello. This is the first of three that we're going to do with Jordan today. This is Valley Girl. This is Cage's first starring role. Yeah, it's from 1983. We're watching the DVD today. Yep. So let's just get started. I don't think there is a Blu-ray. No, I would own it if there was. In America. There's not a Region 1 Blu-ray. That's for sure. MGM... So Jordan's never seen this movie before, so I've never seen this the movie way before. to watch it is with us talking over it. Yeah, right? <laughs> if there's anyone I want to talk over my movies, it's you guys. Aww. <laughs> right. I remember there being a great opening shot. I take it that's the valley? Yeah. So... Hmm. In, in in Los Angeles, the valley is where isn't that where all the porn is shot? <laughs> I think that's one of its stereotypes, right? That porn is shot there. I thought it wasn't it something like where skateboarding really kind of matured. Maybe don't people look down on the valley or no? Yeah, right. Oh, there like it is. Okay, but I don't know because like if she's the valley girl, well, I think it's just that it's the suburbs it's of divide. Los Angeles. It seems even yeah. It, there's well, as we'll see in this film. There's a this is when, like, it was the first time it was, like, cool to be called a valley girl, though, right? Like, Yeah, just... Frank Zappa's daughter sort of coined the term. She did a song and then she... Moon or a different one? I think it was Moonbeam. Um, and, like, talked like this for the first time, and America heard it, like, you know? And yeah, <laughs> it was a whole, like, then. trend. Right, yeah. And I can see the fascination. <laughs> and then it became clueless and it became all different stuff. Oh, well, I feel right. like it was a whole different thing by then. By then, they really were just making fun of it. Right. It seemed like there was an actual moment where it was real. <laughs> well, and, like, look at this. Like, I think this is the first time, like, like consumerism was such mm. a thing. You know? Yeah. Look right. at that credit card. Absolutely. Like, this is, this, like, the 80s was the first time this was a thing. That's a big part of this movie, shopping, <laughs> and having, like, time and money to do what you want. And the parents don't really play a big role in these films. Well, parents just don't understand. <laughs> Great soundtrack. Was this female director? Who directed this? Directed by Martha Coolidge. I thought so. There are not very many Cage movies that are female director, but this is one of them. Do you know what else she directed? I think we looked it up. I can look it up again. On the cover of the DVD, it says, Roger Ebert, it's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> oh, a headband under the bang. <laughs> the mall, the another Cage haunt, right? Because of Fast Times. Wasn't he at the mall once or twice? Maybe not. Chick-fil-A. I don't know if he goes to the mall. I really wonder if, like, a movie that, like, we haven't seen in a while that's actually a good movie, if we're going to talk less because we want to watch it more. <laughs> yeah, I was just throwing off a little that Jordan hadn't seen this yet. I thought for sure, um, like, I don't want to... I mean, I don't know. I just feel like this is a movie that... 
girls watched growing up. I don't, I don't know. Like, no, it just... <laughs> this came out like way before I was born. But you also yeah. this is your mom's like favorite movie or one of her favorite movies. Oh maybe. yeah. Well, I was saying before we started recording, this is one of my mom's favorite movies, and I just like Parenthood, and I didn't watch it for when I was a kid, basically just to spite her. Like I remember my sister liking this. This the movie Girls Just Want to Have Fun with Sarah Jessica Parker, right? During the dance thing. Like she was I don't know, it was sort of in her playlist. Did that come before or after the Cindy Lauper song or was that written for that movie? I think it was the title and song were taken and then folded into that movie something. Gotcha. Like. So Martha Coolidge is known for the four things she's known for are this, introducing Dorothy Dandridge, Real Genius, and Rambling Rose. Oh, real genius. She's still oh she's directing an Tribeca episode today, so she's still working. She's seventy Good. years old. She's doing TV today. All right. A single episode here or there. Well, she should come back and direct a new Cage film, <laughs> to a reunion, because she gets a great performance out of him in this. Well, the baby's on that escalator. <laughs> I just noticed that. It's suburbia. This is like such a feast for your eyes. Like, yeah. It's just so colorful. Yep. Yeah, bright palette. Look at that guy's shirt. There's something about the quintessential 80s high school villain that oh, had to be that, blonde. Isn't that uh, Bradley Whitford? Yeah. yeah. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I never knew that. And this is about the fourth or fifth time I've seen this. That hair goes. That hair, yeah. No wonder I didn't. Same face, though. It's never the merman. He would actually go and be a jock again in one of the Revenge of the Nerds movies, too. I think it was the second one. I know him more as... I didn't really know him from Cabin in the Woods, Trophy Wife. This is a ton of stuff. Cage's real domain here. Oh, the beach? Yeah. Yep. Don't be dull, Jordan. <laughs> Whatever. I love the people in line, their fashion as well. <laughs> Guy's rocking a crazy beard. This movie was 34 years ago. Are any of these clothes still fashionable, Jordan? No. That's why this is so fun to watch. Like, I feel like there's a lot of trends that come back around, like, fashion-wise, and, like, 80s clothes aren't really one of them. <laughs> Or, or maybe it's more like the whole style, right? Like, so there some of these. Oh, ooh. <laughs> Look at them all. They're yeah, like, is this real? He's 18, 19 here? Yeah. He's definitely got a man's body, though. His chest hair is out of control. I was, yeah, I was waiting until I could see it again to comment on it. But... Like, why not just go. All the way. <laughs> I guess it's punk to do it like that. <laughs> What's interesting about this is neither of them know their like their true fashion. You know, like she sees Cage and doesn't realize like, and I don't know, it's a bit of Jordan. Everybody she had, but at like, the beach. yeah, like he he's from the city, so like he's much more of like a rocker punk. It's a level playing field. The beach is a level playing field? Yeah. Because yeah. you don't know that she has one even if he doesn't. Right. Everybody can afford a bathing suit. It's true. Look at the, like, 
the theme in her bedroom with like the fans and the dragonfly and the James Dean picture. <laughs> This feels, I mean, I think we talked about when we did the podcast episode, but this feels like a sort of spiritual sequel kind of to Fast Times. Like, it's the same people from Fast Times, right? Sort of. I mean, not the same yes. actors, but no. the same characters, the same yeah, in a type way. of people. I could see that. Absolutely. Except Brad, Brad's bud, Nicolas Cage, crossed the picket line. It focuses on less characters, for sure. Like, Fast Times, I feel, is like... You know, almost like an Altman film for teens, where it's just got all these threads going on, and it's yeah, kind of epic in its way. Forrest Whitaker for like three minutes. Yeah. Um, this though, that w- which we'll get into Look much more house. soon. <gasps> oh, I forgot. Just, I forgot. I wanted when we did the episode. I really wanted that foods for health. Uh, I forgot. What's funny <laughs> is that guy played chef on uh, Apocalypse Now. Oh, was he wearing that shirt? No, but he was cooking food. Um, We'll get into sooner, but this movie becomes way more apparent is that it's a modern-day retelling of Romeo and Juliet, which I feel is, like, where it really starts to Wait, those are our parents? In. Yeah. They're, they're like, the same age. <laughs> they're, like, new wave guru-type <laughs> hippies. They run a health food store. Like, that's that's their company outfit. When I met you two years ago... <laughs> So they came with eight in the 60s, I guess, right? That's what they're supposed to be. I like how they just lingered on the parents there for an extra couple seconds. <laughs> this this party looks like a music video. I love like all the, the lights and the colors and the walls. And people just dancing to no music. The pastels are just beyond Easter. Look at that jacket. I remember that jacket. Brad, hey, maybe that's Bradley from Fast Times. Sushi at this party? Uh, it's, it's a rich person party. It's the valley. Was I guess that's like, the other was thing. Was this like the first time like people knew what sushi was? I, I think I think so. Like on a consumer level, like yeah. this, that right. I think that was another thing about the valley is that it was all sort of malls and mini marts and fast foods and everything was sort of being integrated into the suburbs. So in We Are Your Friends, I don't know if you remember this line, but they're talking about how, like, the best sushi in the yes. valley, and she's like, you think that I would go to the valley? Like, no, no, the guy's like, does this girl look like she eats sushi in the valley? Like, it's just, still today, or still two years ago, or whatever, the most prescient film of our time, We Are Your Friends, still talking about the, the haves and have-nots of sushi in the valley. And that's her mom, like, hosting the kids' party. That's her mom. Drinking. They're all the same age. <laughs> <laughs> the parents just are like slightly more clothed or slightly less trendy. There's sort of a thread with the mom, right, where she's into the daughter's boyfriend and there might be some oh, hanky-panky yeah, 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 there yeah, later. Yeah. Oh, hey, kitty. I can't get over <laughs> that. Is he just putting peanut butter on things, or is that like a, a sushi sauce? I think it's a sauce, but they seem to really be struggling with it. 
I wonder, it looks like they filmed in a real house in a real kitchen, so there doesn't seem to be a lot of real room to shoot this sushi shot. Oh, I see what's going on there. That's her stepmom. Her dad passed away, and now it's a situation where it's her and her stepmom. Competing for boys' affection. Really establishing this party well. Oh, who are these handsome strangers? Never mind. I thought the handsome strangers were showing up, but it's not yet. (laughs) The mom is serving them? Yeah. (laughs) This weird party. Like, Valley parents are loose, you know? Like, they just, like, raise their kids to be free. All right, I can see that. Oh, my God, her outfit. Yeah, that matching... It looks like a workout jumper or something that she's wearing. And, you know, since that is her stepmom, they could be very well the same age. True. (laughs) Like Missy. Yes, like Missy from Bill and Ted. I'm focusing a lot on the background acting during this watch through. Sorry. <laughs> just No, I mean I'm fascinated by it because I know there's no music playing, but they have to act like there's music playing and so that guy's dancing they're, they're really sweet. hard. They're dancing so hard. <laughs> I'm so excited for Kate to show up. It's almost better than when he showed up at the beach in sort of like a uh, James Bond coming out of the surf style. Yeah. Well, I remember this jumper. They were both wearing the same jumper in different colors. <laughs> yeah, were jumpers ever a big thing? I guess. Jumpers I guess are a thing now, aren't they? Uh, not, not this kind of jumper. Onesies are a thing now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and you wouldn't wear it no, to I like a party are... Saturday night. Sure would you? you would. You would. No, there's like okay. fancy. Yeah, yeah. no, that, it's a thing, right. but they don't look like that. I'd say the boys' style has held up a lot stronger well, than the girls. Yeah. yeah, fashion doesn't really change too much. It's just jeans and a shirt. You just, like, don't yeah. pop your collar or, like, tuck in your shirt now. And even his jeans, even though they're, his shirt's tucked, they seem to be kind of lower than usual for whatever. Yeah, he, know, looks, he looks okay. He looks normal. <laughs> Man, I bet, he, I bet he wishes... Uh, uh, I bet he misses that hair. I wonder how much he watches this movie. And it's just like, <laughs> I can't. Oh, oh here's that Devo poster. was in Best of Times, <laughs> yep. Nice E.T. poster, though. I didn't notice that last time. I wonder My what the rights E.T. cost for that. I wonder if it's the same studio. Was this was is MGM, MGM, I think. Um, I don't know who distributed E.T., but that was like all Amblin Entertainment and everything. And I don't know. Oh, there they are. Matching. Amazing. Which, Joey... Have you ever gone out with a buddy and matched? Like, <laughs> you know, to hit the town? Um, I don't know. I, I haven't. Th- that's like a thing you only do with your siblings. Oh, you mean have I done that? Yeah, now? like, have you gone out, like, and hung... Yeah. I, I still can't wrap my head around why they're dressed, like, it's like your, the same. The, like, it's like your group's uniform. Like Right, like their <laughs> gang colors. Nice American flag pin. The biggest bummer I forgot is that this outfit that he's wearing on the DVD cover, he's never in in the movie. That's too bad. Oh, with just, a, like, the tie the and purple the... purple tie and the blue and pink spiked hair. It's and great the that it's a purple tie, his favorite color. He's wearing... His buddy's wearing something around his neck that is just not working for him. It's just, like, overboard southern Texas kind of thing going at that. 
pistachio paste? Did he just eat... Was pistachio paste, or was that actually... Wasabi? I mean, he's not freaking out. Uh, we're gonna get uncomfortable here. I mean, it was already a little rapey in the hallway before. He was really rapey already. Yeah. He's rapey Robbie. That's not the best outfit to wear for, like, quick action in bed. You mean because it's too, like, easy to... No, it's too it's accessible? it's difficult to get out. Is it, though? It's a one-piece thing. It's one piece, and it like, has it a zipper. in the front. Does it like, zip all the way down? <laughs> no. Well, it zips not. to, like, waistline. You can just kind of... Oh, uh, 80s were just boobs were just everywhere. <laughs> I think, oh, wasn't there something like a, um, the studio really wanted them to emphasize nudity more in this movie. I think it became a thing, but since it was a female director, like, I believe, like, the girls were, you know, okay, a little more okay with it. It was a little, I don't want to say it was tasteful, but I just feel like... Was, that was pretty quick boobs. Yeah. It wasn't, like, gratuitous. It's also exactly. For, it's also boobs for a reason. Is it boobs for a reason? Well, that reason, I mean, to, to establish oh. Bradley Whitford as, like, a bad guy, right? You don't need to show boobs. Yeah, maybe we already thought he was easy. rapey. Hey, man, this is like a chick flick, sort of. So you need to, <laughs> you need to get the guys out here for some reason. <laughs> She's so there, man. It's just like the pheromones, you know? They haven't even said a word to each other yet. I really like their outfits. Those suspenders... Yeah, there because like, he looks like a pirate. He actually looks like Brad from <laughs> Fast Times, as Judge Reinhold as that pirate at that one restaurant. Oh, I wish Cage would play a pirate in Pirate Six or something, and just get him into that. Get him on a ship. Get him out to sea for me. Do the Seahawk or something with him. I don't care. Is that the police playing in the background? I, I, I don't know who sings it. It's I, Stuart Copeland. Eyes of a Stranger. I love 1980s Stuart Copeland. I just know that the music in this is very sort of like on point. It's supposed to reflect what's happening on screen. And they do a better job than most films, you know, sort of matching music to mood and everything. It's tough when you have lyrics that can come out and say exactly what you want a character to think to not make it seem forced. That was the, Yeah, they struggled with that in the 80s, I feel like. Mm. It was too obvious a lot. Oh, this girl is so not into it because of his clothes. <laughs> Which oh, is more signed. boobs. Oh, I forgot they were we come back. But we got man boobs too, so you know, the the playing field is leveled right now, I guess, for the audience. Mm, good try. Hollywood. I know, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I knew that was more shit. <laughs> This is the worst. Like, I feel like his, the way his mental torture, like slut shaming her, even though it was all his fault. His angry face is on point. He's a great uh, villain. Yeah, he. I mean, I didn't realize how interchangeable he is with. Um, the Cobra Kai guy from Karate Kid, you know, like they are, they seem like the same, like a clone or something. That jacket actually reminds me of Michael Sarah's jacket from This Is the End, right? Oh, oh, right, yeah. That's a good party scene movie. <laughs> that guy in the yellow shirt is killing me. <laughs> <laughs> and also, the guy is wearing um, a neckerchief. 
or something. It looked like he had a around his neck. Oh, this is Eddie Grant Electric Avenue, right? Mm-hmm. See him wearing that bandana around his neck? A lot of, yeah, a lot of questionable fashion choices. Maybe he's a blood. <laughs> he, he looks like a guy from 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea. He's got the striped shirt and the sailor thing going on. Not... What is his belt? Who cages? Yeah. It's probably like bullets or snake or something. Snakeskin jacket, symbol of his individuality, <laughs> or a, a personal freedom. Dude, he gets tossed. Oh, I would wear that red jumpsuit now. I like that. <laughs> I like this guy's red hair. Is his friend, is that actor, anybody that we know or no? I don't really recognize him. He looks like a lot of people, though. He looks like Matthew Lillard, but... You think so? I was going to say, um... Well, no, I'm not going to say. What's his name? Is that Tommy? name. Uh, Fred. His name is Fred. Yeah. Cameron Die. Oh, yeah, this is definitely the guy. He's known for this. He's known for Men at Work, The uh-huh. Last Starfighter, and The Apocalypse. Oh, man. All right, well... Not really working too much anymore. I think he was, like, the bully in the trailer park of Last Starfighter. And I don't know who he was oh, in the... Cage Nection. He was born in New Orleans. All right. I don't know who he was at Men at Work, the Sheen Estevez brother garbage men mystery he murder. He was Luzinski. Okay. He okay. was... A rival garbage man, perhaps, is all I can come up with. Tenth build. Okay. Oh, this is a nice little cage moment. Early freak out. <laughs> yeah, Cage, you get That's it. That's right. Yeah. Yes, that is an applause moment. A lot of nice um, production value there at night in L.A. with the <laughs> lights over the cliff. Yeah. Back to the party. Whoa, what's going on there? That well, that, that girl in the red jumper just likes getting, you know, not likes getting, but just keeps getting... Action? I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> unwanted <laughs> action. Why are they... Some of them are drinking out of paper bags, but others aren't. It's, uh... Um... And I love how many house numbers are on that house. 23727? <laughs> what on earth? It's a California thing. <laughs> nice friend. Won't even go back into the party. He doesn't have a death wish, Mike. Well, I mean... He's a little dramatic. <laughs> now, how fashionable is this, like, not form-fitting blue dress? Oh, it's hard to tell from the back. Oh, right, I forgot he uh-huh. sneaks in the window. This is funny because there's, like, lots of movies where people sneak in through, like, the girls' bathroom. I don't know, it reminds me of the Blues Brothers where they sneak in through the 
ladies' room and stuff. We just got a good look at this belt. I still can't figure out what it is. I have so many belt questions. Oh, it <laughs> fell off. He's got a couple belts, I think. It looks like yeah, that hurt I, him. There's either more than one or it's really long and it's wrapped around a bunch of times. <laughs> oh, right. His plan is just to get in the shower and mm-hmm. wait until Deborah Foreman comes in. But you can see through that shower. <laughs> he's yeah. not really hiding. Well, now he is. Now he is. No, okay. And he gets to, like, peep on several couples, too. <laughs> I forgot about that nudity. She's lots of boobs. I mean, that's not the best plan, just because if someone really has to go to the bathroom pretty bad. Oh, yeah, I mean, there's downsides to this plan, that's for sure. And what if she never has to go to the bathroom? Well, you, you miss 100% of the shots you don't that, take. That guy's wearing a, a bandana, bandana around his neck, too. Why do they even need to hide in the bathroom to make out? The parents don't care what they do. They can go anywhere. Well, they, they have yeah. modesty, Jordan. They don't want to make out in front of all their friends. Is that, like, why people are drinking out of paper bags, yeah, too? They're, it. <laughs> they're just kidding themselves. That's all. <laughs> but it looks like people are using this bathroom for anything but relieving themselves. I wish this was like 40 minutes of him just waiting in real time for her to use the bathroom. Bothered by that water stain on the back of the door. Beth, you can't buy that production value. <laughs> nice. Now his hair. He's so sad. He does look like a like a woodpecker. Like yeah, a... Woody Woodpecker is going to come up. She wears a Woody Woodpecker pin in this movie at one point, if I'm not mistaken. That was just like five people smoking in the bathroom. And doing blow. Oh, man, I missed that. You're going to lose your nose. Look out. <laughs> Those boots. Ooh, bendy. No socks. Hey, hey. But Finally. now, okay, so now that she's in the bathroom, like, how do you casually come out of the shower? This is not, that's not there's, how you get a lady. There's no casual way to sort of creep out of a shower. Especially if she came in to use the bath, actually use the bathroom. Like, yeah. the fact that she's just doing her makeup is fine, but, like, if she came in, like, to pee, and then he's just like, oh, hey, like, I've been in here the whole time. Not cool. Then again, he's just, they're supposed to be teenagers, right? So teenagers are still kind of stupid. Oh, and it looks like he just kind of entered. Like he didn't, he didn't, he didn't show him come out of the shower. So I guess that's a little better. Who's Zed? Zed's a dead baby. Fred's dead baby. I can't sing without my comb. Uh oh. Ugh, feminist me has so many problems with this. (laughs) He just wants to get out of there with her, though. Well, but she thinks it's cute that he waited in the bathroom for her. It is kind of cute. I think she's in shock. But I don't think. I don't think she knows per se that he waited in the bathroom because she kind of like looked down at the counter and when she and he looked was there. up, he was just kind of there. So right. somehow, she really know. the movie skirted that in the sake of not being ultimately creepy. So invasive. 
oh, that's ultra convenient. Don't worry about it. Bring your friend because I've got a friend. And they're like B-list cute, so they'll be perfect together. Now, that was too forward, I think. Just planted one right on her. Ah, she's into it. Her whole thing is like cautiously optimistic with him. Just like, should I smile? Yeah, I'm going to smile. I think as long as it's not Bradley Whitford, someone, a boy actually being polite to her, <laughs> to a degree. I mean, I don't think talking soft and creeping in bathrooms is ultimately all. Well, he also kind of set it up that, like, she was out, of, not really out of place at the party, but, like, wasn't, like, really digging the vibe of the party, and he offers this alternative, and so she's into it. Like, her friend has the perfect response. I her friend's cute. Yeah, her friend is like, this is a bad idea. We don't know these people. This is weird. I like tacos and 71 Cabernet, and my favorite color is magenta. <laughs> Relax, lady. The internet hasn't been invented yet. You're fine. No one on social media is going <laughs> to know about this. I think I remember where this date is going, but I don't really exactly remember. They, they go to the beach? They go to the boardwalk? Is that this movie? I think they cruise the strip for a while. They cruise the strip. What am I thinking of? And then they make out in the car while Fred chases the girl around the car for a while. <laughs> Those are things that they've only read about. <laughs> He should have said, I'm going to show you things you've never read about or wouldn't want to read about something. Oh, this is cool because you get to see how popular Cage is in, in, uh, in on the strip. Hood? Yeah, in his hood. It's nice to see that the art of cruising has survived into the 80s. <laughs> what decades American graffiti from? 70s? 50s. Oh, when was it made? Yeah, it was made in the 70s. It was but about it's, the 50s. Yeah. But I feel like up until the 80s, you could do a car culture movie about cruising the strip. I don't know about, about it so much anymore. I mean, well, Days on the Confused is kind of similar. Yeah, similar. 90s. Or is that... No, wait, what did that... What, that, that no, that was about the 70s, about the 70s though. Yeah, yeah I'm so time confused. I remember <laughs> cruising our local strip in high school and thinking it was cool, but it totally wasn't. I mean... <laughs> well, that's like a thing teenagers do, except do they do that anymore? Because they have mm. so many other No, because they're having sex now. at 13. That's fine. They don't just cruise the strip. They're cruising the internet, yeah. Cruising the digital superhighway. All he's really shown them are strip clubs. He's like, isn't this crazy? There's all these like strip clubs and uh, the punkers. Having full conversations as he's driving by. Nice Tootsie billboard. <laughs> they clearly just pointed the camera out of the window, and the locals just went nuts. Wizard of Oz Jungle Book. Nice double feature. Good time, right? <laughs> so far, we haven't just keep passing cop cars. Gone anywhere? Yeah. We're just gonna drive up and down this for a couple hours. Coca Cola ad. Listen to music. The guy's name is Rad. Sure. 
he is in full show-off mode. He is peacocking. Well, his hair looks like a peacock. <laughs> is she talking to the girl or the? Um, it's a good question. Oh right! Don't they bump into his ex-girlfriend for a second? I don't remember. I feel like looking at some of this fashion, it's like you can see why dads now dress the way they do in some ways. Like, like looking at Nick Cage's pants <laughs> and his vest. Just like they were grown up fashion depraved, so now they don't really know well, how like, to dress. That was like what was cool when they were cool. <laughs> Like, um, I was watching mm. the Mary Tyler Moore show a lot last week, and, like, the way that they the women dress on that show is, like, how my grandma dressed. <laughs> it's just, like, they get stuck in a certain place. At some point, you just stop evolving. You just... Well, right, yeah. yeah. I feel like I'm still a fashion victim of my teens. Like, I haven't really grown past <laughs> dressing like a teenager. <laughs> This is your home away from home. He likes a real sort of frantic, you know, fast-paced atmosphere here. He's not really one for peace and quiet. That's what you wear pants for, right? You wear pants so you don't put napkins on seats? (laughs) She doesn't even want her pants to touch that seat. I feel like she's going to burn those clothes tomorrow and go buy an entirely new outfit. (laughs) Is it? I think it's just what they call living. This is normal... What is normal, Deborah Foreman? You're being very judgmental right now. He's going to try and sort of change the way she thinks. Like, he's in love with her beauty, but now he wants to, like... Enrich her brain? Yeah. But, of course, Cage doesn't need to learn anything from her, right? Or does he eventually? I can't remember. I think he learns that if he really wants her, he has to stalker by camping out on her front yard and dressing up as the guy at the movie theater. <laughs> Techno rock. It does this movie does do a good job of showing that like these rich girls from the valley can't fit in anywhere, anywhere, but like Cajun, whatever his name is, Fred, they're totally okay in either place. That they're more open-minded. Yeah, that's true. Like, they were totally fine with going to the other party. This is essentially the same party as the other party, though. The right. dancing is the same. <laughs> yeah, look at that girl. They're drinking alcohol. Like, there's really nothing different about this, except there's, there's a band, there's I guess. Less, there's less, less sushi. sushi. Less moms. There's no straws. Cover charge. There maybe. were no straws at the other party. <laughs> so out of touch with civilization. Uh. 
Oh, this is like the theme. This is like one of the themes of the whole movie, A Million Miles Away. It also does show that, you know, love is conquering. Like, they have different ideologies, but they're not going to let that get in the way of wanting each other because they're just so damn attracted to how they they look. This movie is totally comfortable in, like, sitting in silence. I think that's good directing. You know, I think that the way that it's just, it lets it, it, lets it play out. It's not in a rush to get out of this scene, you know? It, I, I noticed that with the parents earlier. Like, there's no need to really stop and find out what the parents want to say when the kids leave the house, but the movie does it. Well... And it also does a great job of just visually setting up how different everyone is. Like, this is essentially the same party as the Valley one, but they just look so visually different. It's just like another barrier to cross. These are the coolest parents. Oh no. She's so into him. Why is she? she <laughs> they're like literally on the playground as like children. He's my chasing little, her. <laughs> my little pickle. She's got full on Stockholm now. If you can't beat him, join him. so awkward <laughs> meanwhile this reminds me of Birdie when he's making out under the boardwalk and Birdie that's is, isn't scoring of. that's what I'm <laughs> thinking of I knew that there was like a weird like one couple was having sex and the other couple was not I'm also getting a little Peggy Sue got married vibes because of the making out in the car stuff you mean my huang I mean, so many good early movies to rewatch, and so many bad late movies to rewatch. Yeah, I guess kids don't really make out. In, do kids make out in cars anymore? Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I feel like they must. I don't think just kids make out in cars. I think adults make out in cars too. Yeah, I think a car is is always going to be a a good place when you can't be at your house, right? <laughs> yeah, it's like a mobile couch. Like, you just drive it somewhere, park. Meanwhile, our friend is screeching outside, not even looking out the window to see what's going on. (laughs) Just on the hunt after Stacy. I guess that's pretty accurate of, like, about being a teenager, though. Like, you're just so into whatever you're doing, especially if it's this. Can't figure out how, like, on a scale of like fun to not fun, oh, Stacy's having. 
seems to be fluctuating. Mm-hmm. I think she's doing all right. She handled it right. She kind of looks know. like a pirate too, you know? Yeah, she's got the puppy she's shirt. Got the puppy shirt. <laughs> <laughs> They're both pirates. That's great. They look good together. I didn't notice his sideburns are like Star Trek sideburns, where they're shaved to a point like that. To match his chest hair. Everything's got <laughs> to be fashioned one way or the other. Look how cool he is, closing the door without even using his hands. He's just going to watch her enter the house. Oh, Mom. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Why would they put her in tights that you can see through? It's like her dad said, there's no secrets in this family. Yeah, I mean, good for her. Now they seem older than her. Yeah, this seems a little more natural parent stuff. His mom still looks like the same age as her. Well, so he just said, he said, we were young once, your mom still is. Like, she is, I think it's assumed in this movie that he's a little bit older than her. Oh my god, he has a scarf, a popped collar, and a sweatshirt. And he's and the driving tucked teacher. In. He's yes. the driver's ed guy. tucked into his sweatpants, too. Oh, he must be the gym teacher or something. He's not the driver's ed guy, because that's the driver's ed guy. Looks like Sigmund Freud. Sigmund Freud? The Freud dude. Oh, no. This is going to be your classic terrible woman driver sequence. <laughs> Get ready for it, Jordan. Does it have to be terrible woman driver? Can it be terrible teenage driver? I mean, yeah, but that's not yeah. as much a cliche in movies as terrible I woman know. driver. But I do feel like License to Drive portrays terrible boy teenage driver for an entire ninety minutes. So. <laughs> she's also she's like literally turning around to look in the back seat <laughs> to talk. Well, we've uh, talked about I think maybe I don't remember it was uh, some podcast we did maybe it was Zach Deck maybe it was one of ours, but about how bothered I am by a people just don't watch the road. At least in this movie, they're, like, pointing it out, like... Because mm-hmm. in other movies... Oh, no, it was definitely Zack Attack, because it's the one... Uh, it's uh, Charlie St. Cloud, where he and, like, his brother, like, fight, like, full-out fighting in the front seat, like, turning and, like, punching each other, and nobody's watching the road, and the kid dies. Spoiler, the kid dies, but it's not because of them. Here, at least the driver's ed professor's, like... Or driver's ed instructor's just like, hey, eyes on the road. I think we... Oh, he jumped out of the car. He gave up? Yep. <laughs> she wasn't actually that bad. No, look. Well, she almost crashed into the car, I guess. Yeah. No one got hurt, though. Oh, this is the scene that you were reminding me said, like, of plastics, right? From The Graduate, right? Or no? Was that this movie? Was that... What movie were you talking about that reminded people of The Graduate? It was definitely this movie. Oh, no, that was the actor who said Plastics was in something, wasn't he? I don't know, but this is definitely straight-up graduate. Oh, yeah, the whole Mrs. Robinson thing. I mean Mrs. Robinson. (laughs) 
I was a freshman when you were a senior. Who passed eggs like that on like a diagonal? Prop masters. I don't know if her clothes are in fashion, but they still look like they somebody could wear those today. Oh yeah, someone would still wear that today by the pool on vacation. I think basically if I think the outfit is attractive and still be worn today, that might be like <laughs> a good barometer. <laughs> are you trying to seduce me, Mrs. Robinson? Speaking of you know, today, aren't they talking about remaking this? Could oh, this yeah, be they, done? They, no, they recast it already, yeah. They already recast the remake? I don't know that Questions. you could make it take place in 2017, though. Yeah, like, it would be a totally different movie if it took place today. No, but this time, they're uh, not bank robbers. They're adrenaline enthusiasts who jump out of airplanes and drop money over no, four countries. Not point break. Um, that would be great, though, if, if uh, Valley Girl remake was about a bunch of bank robbing guys who <laughs> fell in love with, like, other bank robbing girls or something. I mean, like I guess, like you were saying earlier, though, at its core, it's Romeo and Juliet, so you could always remake that. It's just a matter yeah. of all of being afraid to have a new movie and they can just be like, hey, here's a Valley Girl remake. I mean, right, like, yeah. how do you... Yeah, it would be interesting to see if somebody actually, like, scrapped all of what's been done already and did try to tell a Romeo and Juliet story for now. Like, how, what would that even be? Yeah, yeah. I don't think they should. If they're, I have a feeling if they're gonna do Valley Girl, they're probably gonna de-emphasize a lot of that stuff and just play up sort of the comedy of it. I feel like it, it might be more of like a retro thing. Like I feel in like the '80s, it was. I don't know if this is true at all. I'm talking out of my ass, but it was like kind of new socially to talk about money this way. Like uh, Pretty in Pink is about the same thing. Mm-hmm. Like. Poor guy, rich girl, and that's just so done today. Like you can't, that's you can't just make yeah. a movie about that anymore. I love that part in Romeo and Juliet where Juliet's stepmom wants to bang Juliet's friend. <laughs> I was just thinking if they remade Valley Girl and set it in New York. <laughs> oh right, They're, they don't have a health food store. They have a restaurant, a health foods restaurant. But a New York Valley girl, like a Staten Island girl? <laughs> and keep the title. It's like when they did Karate Kid, but had it take place in China. Even though it's China, you, you teach Kung Fu, and karate is Japanese. But, Kung Fu yeah. Kid is a kind of a good name, though, too. Yeah, they should have gone with Kung Fu Kid. I want that shirt so bad. Well, we're just going to have to make them ourselves. <laughs> This foods for health thing. I mean, nowadays you, you, this would be in the remake too, you know, because of all it would be like a vegan store or something. They'd have like lots of nut butter on the walls to choose from. I feel like it's the one thing that they sort of predicted right. Yeah, <laughs> this is totally trendy today. Even though all they have behind him is like an apple and a slice of pie, like is that health food behind him? Still apples on plates. Oh right, I forgot. Cage is like hiding behind the thing Whoa. that you can clearly see through. Um, There's the belt buckle in the belt. You know another shirt I want from Sleepaway Camp? Judy is wearing the shirt that just says Yes, Judy. Huh. I want that shirt Nobody too. sells that. I looked for it online. It's, I mean, it's not difficult to make, I'm sure, but it's just like a pink shirt with Judy in black letters. But like, when I saw uh, Sleepaway Camp at the Draft House in Austin, 
when they introduced it for Terror Tuesday, the guy took off his jacket and he was wearing a Judy shirt that he had made. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I want that shirt so bad. Oh, those people wearing those Arnold shirts at the Hey Arnold Fest, that, that is a shirt that he wore in Pumping Iron. Oh, Arnold is numero uno? Yeah, like he's wearing it after he wins the competition and he's like relaxing on the couch smoking a joint or smoking something. Which is really bizarre, that movie Pumping Iron. Like, all the Arnold stuff is, is great. I told you, like, he's not in it that well, much, no, right? actually, like, he's in it. Actually, he's in so it he's quite a bit. he's not the star of it. Well, I mean, he's as much a star. They focus on, like, five different people. Yeah. Mostly Arnold, and then Lou Ferrigno, and then kind of these two other, two or three, uh, some Italian guy, some American guy. Um, but uh, it turns into, like, mostly him and Louie by the last half hour. It's just... Maybe that's what I'm thinking. Like, the first half's not really about him, but the second half is more about him. I don't remember. I only saw it once. It's also not very long. It's like an hour 20, something like that. Oh, this is also pre-Cage getting dental work. I was just thinking about that. Yeah. teeth don't look like that now. And he'll lose more before he gets them fixed for for roles. He'll take teeth out and stuff. It's a real Shia in that way. (laughs) I like to think that Shia is kind of a him. Or, you know. Well, that's basically our thesis for all his movies, right? That he was more like Cage than anybody else? Yep. Yeah. I hope in the future Shia takes a more interesting turn than Cage does in his later work. I think he will. I think he already I, has started, yeah. yeah. I think Shia has gone through sort of his Shia's dullest like, phase, Shia's in like my opinion. five most recent movies, or maybe his like five most interesting movies. Like Nymphomaniac and... American Honey and, and Fury, Fury and, and, and even Kelly, in Man Down, I, even Kelly Countryman and Man, I mean, Man Down's not good. It's not that great a movie, but I feel like he's yeah, and he does a good job at it. Yeah, he's becoming less of like, oh, let's get him because he's shy, and more because like he'll become a character. He's also not twelve million dollars in debt, so he's not just taking jobs because he has to take jobs. Right. <laughs> well, I hope he never has to do that. This is a great song. This is probably the other quintessential song from the movie. Here's the. Marquee, just in case you're a little dull. Hey, dummies, you get it? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I I, I see what they're doing here. Okay, okay, okay. (laughs) It's a great montage, though, just making out all over town. There's actually two soundtracks to this movie. There's, like, so much music, it came out in two parts. Huh. Did she dress him up? Did she change his clothes? Or did he do that himself? I think it's a gradual meeting in the middle kind of thing. Like, he gets less flamboyant and she gets a little more fashionable. It happens, like, very quickly in that montage. Well, that's, like, the use of a montage, though. we got to cover yep. a lot of ground. Dense time. So we're... <laughs> what a funny way to start that shot! <laughs> we're on the spectrum of completely terrible portrayals of women to Amber Heard and Drive Angry is Deborah. She's probably she's probably closer to Amber Heard than the other side, right? But she's not great in terms of, like, strong, independent women in Cage movies. Well, I mean, she is doing her own thing, right? Like, she's not catering no, but, to her friends' but No, but Jordan was having so. feminist issues before. Well, I know, yeah. It's, uh, yeah, no, it's great that she's, like, not... Like, she's trying to break out of maybe something that she felt like she was worried about. But she also is, like, literally smiling every time we see her on screen, this big toothy smile. So, like, in that way, she's a very pretty flat character. I mean, he's flat, too. Like, 
But I don't know. On the scale of it's... Nessa Hudgens to Amber Heard. <laughs> Who's the middle ground? <laughs> uh, Meg Who's Ryan? The average? Yeah, Meg Ryan, probably. Yeah, she was a brain surgeon, even though she got hit by a truck. And I'd also put... And she taught Cage to love, so... Yeah, I think she's a good middle ground. Meg Ryan? Yeah. I mean, he gave up being an angel to become human just for her. Brad but that's so. the thing. See, wait, but like that's like part of my problem with like all of the women in pretty much every movie <laughs> is that like they exist to teach someone okay. something or to change somebody. Oh, not you just do not to like watch exist and like be human. <laughs> yeah, that's like the general problem with how we put women on screens in everything. Yeah, but this is directed by a woman, so shouldn't it be like at least a little bit more cognizant of that? Yeah, but even she needs to be she is being mandated by the studio which is run by a lot of white guys, you know, older white guys probably. So, I mean, she's got she's probably doing the best she can to make it, you know, accurate or at least unoffensive. Yeah, I don't think this is horrible. There's just a lot of bandanas men. <laughs> Where are they coming from? Oh, remember I remember when my sister used to put ribbon in her hair like that. I don't know what that was. I mean, I guess she used to like save it from gifts and stuff, and just wear the ribbon in her hair, like as a ponytail. You got that nice. She's got that Jackson Pollock sweatshirt on. That's I remember that a lot. That was a big fashion statement. Um, Girls just so eighties. Sleeveless denim vests were pretty in. <laughs> this scene reminds this me of Red Grease, Jumper girl, right? Yeah. Isn't that E.G. Daly? She's a pretty big Oh, yeah. E.G. Daly? Yeah. Like Tommy Pickles? Mm-hmm. Yeah. This reminds me of the brush a brush scene in Greece for some reason. <laughs> this is just an underwear dance scene? It's a teenage slumber party. Way to go, Spaz. <laughs> the sister just ran out of the room screaming. Oh, oh, don't open umbrellas indoors. I heard it was bad luck. Less more of a parasol. Yeah, that's not really an umbrella. All right, guys. Semantics here. <laughs> one time for a whole day, I tried to learn how to juggle one of those on my feet. Cool. <laughs> I couldn't do it. They're still really dancing to, like, not music. This seems like a very odd sort of scene, though. I mean, I understand it's their hanging out. Have this you ever done this, do. Jordan? Just no. hang, out, hang out with your friends in your underwear under a parasol no. eating cookies? Yeah, I don't understand why they're in their underwear, but I get, like, we're hanging out, dancing, and eating. Well, it's just us ladies. We can wear whatever. Like, there's no men around to judge us. Except the whole reason they put scenes in movies like this is to get men to look at them. That's what I'm saying. That's why there were booths before. Well, at least those, at least that nudity sequence with, you know, Bradley Whitford, um, at least that was sort of trying to illustrate a point, right, about the two characters, and yeah, I don't, I don't think get that what was this bad. is doing. Like, every boob shot was pretty quick. But I could say, like, put on some sweats or something, and this scene would not be it. You know, it would convey the same stuff. They do not know how to open a bag of chips, I can tell you that much. <laughs> Another water stain on the door. All these doors are water stained. It's probably the same house. Also, her shirt matches her underwear. That's not a thing. <laughs> 
How about tying your shirt in a knot like that for no reason, too? That was a thing in That's the 80s. I used to do that in kindergarten so in the all the time. Is that was the coolest thing. On the thing. side? Of, I thought it was on the back, usually. No, I would put mine on the I side. It would be a little, yeah. Let's just try on all of mom's stuff. Oh, it's stepmom, so. Randy and Julie, R and J, get it, get it. Oh, for Romeo and Juliet? Yep. <laughs> Barf me out. Can you imagine if this movie ended with both of them dead? That'd be great. I mean, it would be great, but it'd be great. I mean, they should do that for the remake. If they really want to, you know, do something different and... She loves those red sunglasses. I feel like that's her signature sort of piece. Well, what goes with the red sports car other than red sunglasses? <laughs> She's just ahead of the curve. Red just seems to be her color overall throughout the movie. See, this guy's unnecessarily naked, too. Yeah. No, I don't ever hang out in my room wearing just my shirt. Oh, shorts. all of a sudden, you don't have a problem with that, Jordan. because <laughs> well, it's pretty normal for dudes to take their shirts off and... and... I don't know. <laughs> I'm. <laughs> I only take my shirts off to eat cheeseburgers, not like, to talk like, on the phone. Like <laughs> wait, wait, hold on. What? <laughs> That's from Trailer Park Boys. That's oh, a okay. character who eats cheeseburgers and takes. <laughs> he has to take his shirt off every time he has one. I thought yeah, you were like, okay. getting real with us again for nope. a second. <laughs> <laughs> his shirt's totally off unnecessarily, also, but. <laughs> It's not like parading around a woman, is it? I don't know. Maybe it but is. I, I feel like it's okay, though, because we never really see this stuff. Like, you know, and then give the girls something, you know? It's not, yeah. you know? Yeah, there's boobs in the background I mean, of this poster. Look at that poster. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I didn't even notice that. Like, <laughs> it, I think it just comes down to, like, is that guy, like, what you want to see, though? Like, he just, I don't, I don't know. know. Eighties were a very different time. Like not for nothing, it just didn't seem like he had like an exceptionally good body in terms of like want to show that off. But grody is a good term. So the air in Hollywood keeps their dick small. Is that what she just said? They only grow to be this big. <laughs> When did she draw on her face? I totally missed that. Just like a few minutes ago when she was sitting there. (laughs) Just casually. Now, I will give the new Valley Girl, the Valley Girl remake, a lot of credit if they have, like, a cool soundtrack. You know what I mean? If they don't have, like, obvious song choices. Mm -hmm. But are there even, is there even cool music nowadays? Yeah. (laughs) American Honey? Has a great soundtrack. I feel like American Honey is the remake of Valley Girl that everyone needs to see. Like, that to me is like teeny teens in America today. Spring Breakers. Spring Breakers. Nerve. I haven't seen Nerve, but I'm intrigued. Nerve's not a great movie, but I really like Nerve a lot. Which one's Nerve? Nerve is the uh, the, the, like, mo- the game, the game on oh, the yeah, player, yeah, yeah. you will watch her. Are you a player, you will watch You her? like that? Yeah. It looks stupid. It does. It is stupid, but I like it. I might have to watch it tonight. <laughs> Just because I love Emma Roberts, and I love... I don't love Lil Franco. Dave Franco. Yeah, I like them, I though. like Davey Franco. They're nice to watch. I like them a lot. And also, uh, the girl from Leftovers is in it. The 
friend. I don't remember what her name is. Oh, the one that keeps popping up and stuff that we watch. Yeah, she was in Trespass. Yeah. Oh, was it was that the girl from Edge of Seventeen, the friend? Was she the one from Split? Haley Lou Richardson. Okay, because yeah. I was watching that going, I know I've seen her in something else. That Emily was... Mead from The Leftovers is in Nerve. Yeah, she's in a bunch of stuff. She and also the lead girl from uh, Zoe Dutch from Everybody Wants Some. I feel like they're going to be like in every movie. Like it's one. They're, like, they're basically the same. Like they're both super cute and good actresses, and they're going to be in everything. I think forever. And those are both really good movies. Yeah. Everybody wants them. It's hilarious. And Edge of Seventeen is just wonderful. Look at this. We got some full frontal through the shower. Is that the stepmom? Well, it this that's the cliffhanger. Oh. She's so cute. That that's who I have Tubular. a crush on in this movie. E.G. Daly. Yeah. But she thinks Tommy is tubular, and he's totally not. Well, she thinks Tommy Pickles is tubular. <laughs> well, she is Tommy Pickles. What? <laughs> I think I knew her most from Pee-wee's Big Adventure, as Dottie, when I was a little kid. Actually, the episode of Douglas Movies I was listening to this, this very morning, they're talking mm. about E.G. Daly and the roles that she played, and they brought up Pee-wee. I don't remember Debbie Foreman from much after this, though. I feel like we looked her up when we talked about She this. seems like someone who would go on to be like like an Annette Benning or something. I don't know, but like she has to me like an elegant kind of thing. Like she could play young, she could play old, she could kind of she's got it looks like she has oh. a good range, but I don't know. Like I said, I That's don't know. That's what she looks like now? Yeah. That doesn't look like her at all. No. Oh, very different. She's known for this, she's known for waxwork, which is great. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. My chauffeur and April Fool's Day. Oh, that's great, too. She's great in that. Okay, that's so right. she stopped working in... Oh, boy. So she basically worked consistently through 91, and then she was in a movie in 95, and then a movie in 2008, and nothing since. All right, so semi-retired. This is her legacy, for sure. She's only movie. been in 25 things. This song is going on a little... There we go. Oh, she's also in Real Genius. Oh, the, she has a, a moment in that, I think, yeah. Where Val Kimmer says something to her like, I could nail a... I don't know a nail what Destroyer to a board is, but this is an amazing Whoa. poster. That movie needs to be seen. <laughs> Wait, what's the tagline? 3,000 volts couldn't kill him. It just gave him a buzz. <laughs> Sounds like she's a star of that. She's another movie called Lobster Man from Mars. All right, so she kind of fell off. All right, is that Neil Patrick Harris? It, uh, no. It's kind of funny how Randy makes her Randy. Do you think there were many movies before this where, like, parents were your friends? That's a good call. Like, I was just going to say how much her parents in particular are in this movie. But again, like you were saying earlier, like they're kind of it seems like they're everyone's really close in age, so maybe they're just relating better because there's less of like an age gap as opposed to previous generations where I feel like parents didn't know how to talk to their kids. Yeah, but this had to be like like one of mm-hmm. the first examples of this happening in a movie. I think it really started to come out more like in these teen eighty films. Like, I remember, like, in Pretty in Pink, her and her dad talk a lot about their problems and things. And... 
But it is kind of weird that she has the only seemingly normal parents in the entire valley that aren't trying to score with her friends or throw, you know, oh my gosh, that was him. <laughs> well, because they lived their life already. They're not, like, trying to... Li- cause they, I feel like mm-hmm. they're the only happy parents, right? Everybody else is empty. Yeah. Yeah, and they're just they're trying to fill that hole with sushi. Yeah, that's a good point. What's difference? Doesn't <laughs> no, he's right though. It's not. It's not about how you he's look and your clothes. Lesson. on the inside. This is a. This is a nice. I would applaud to this. And <laughs> like that's a great message, you know. And it's coming like almost right at the halfway mark too. You dig what I'm saying? We're actually a little bit more than halfway in. <laughs> I know this much. The writer really had a Jones for names that end in Y. <laughs> what is that freaky doll she's sleeping with? Oh, my God. She's, like, really sleeping with it. <laughs> that would give you nightmares. <laughs> and she's 18. <laughs> Like, I get, you know, I probably still had a stuffed animal on my bed at one point from when I was a little kid, but I didn't sleep with it. It would just kind of be, like, decoration or something. You know how sometimes they sell movie props? Like, mm-hmm. yeah. I want them to sell, I mean, I'm sure that they did already, but, like, I want that strip of three pictures of Cage, like, from a film. Oh, <laughs> that'd be a great poster. Yeah. She's got the bandana in her hair. I wonder. Oh, nice pink milkshake. That really the strawberry and milkshake. She's got so really much food for her. Like she's got a full <laughs> order of fries, and a burger, and a pink milkshake. It's confusing to be a teenager. People think it's so easy to just do what you you know to follow your heart. It's usually harder. totally gnarly sex. Maybe that's why conforming is so bad, because it's so easy. Everyone does it. You really got, like, the blue side on this side of the table, and then when we cut to the other side, it's kind of like the pink side. Oh, wow, it's the blue side and the pink side. (laughs) But she's willing to cross the gap by drinking the pink milkshake, which is why she's also Mm. okay with dating Randy. See, it's all a metaphor, guys. But it's weird. It's almost like battle lines. Like, they're the, yeah. they're in favor of Tommy and she's in favor of Randy. So the EGT's got a little bit of blue too. Like that's not accidental, right? Like that's gotta be. No, I feel like this movie's smart enough to pull something like that off. <laughs> if he's the coolest guy in school, he can find a date. That. Diner is totally tragic. Yeah, I mean, like, they also haven't set up that Julie's, like, the coolest girl in school either. Mm -hmm. So, like, yeah, why does, why, why? No, if anything, she seems like part of the cool crowd that doesn't really necessarily fit in. We barely spend any time at school to know anything about school. Yeah, they really didn't set up any of these characters for long enough for us to know any of this. Yeah, they spend a lot more time on, like, the mom... 
Like that that sort of like red herring of the mom wanting to sleep with the friend and everything. Like what? I mean, that stuff's funny and it's fine, but that's time that could have been spent in class or in detention or somewhere in the hallways. I'd almost have liked to have seen a scene at Randy's house. Where does he live? He probably lives on his own in a messy apartment by the beach. But he's still in high school, right? I mean, is he? I thought that they were 18, 17, 18. They just said that... I don't know. But she's definitely a senior, right? Like, they're all seniors. They're at least juniors, if not seniors. I don't know. I I used to be able to tell by the driving age, but I don't know what the driving age was in California in the 80s. Like, it could have been 16. I get the sense that that Cage is a college graduate, but or not college, hello, high school graduate, but not by much. Yeah, I kind of think think he's a little, like a year or so. Yeah, on his own, living on his own. But he does get into that bar to drink beers and stuff. Well, was it was a drinking age different? I think that just means he was eighteen. Drinking age could be different, right? It could be an eighteen and over, and then he's just a regular. So, how quickly. They fall back into their old habits. That's why she had all that food on the table, so he could eat all of it. I'm not used to eating just for one, to ordering. <laughs> ordering for one. Now he's all dressed up, he's going to get his heart broken. Devastating. Yeah, I forgot he put on the suit and that stuff. Is that style that way, or is that, like, torn up? No, I think that's the style. I feel like he's been out of the movie for a minute. That's why I don't want, like, more about their school, because he wouldn't be in it. You know what I mean? I understand well, how funny would things. it be if he snuck into one of her classes or something and started giving, like, a lecture, and then the teacher's like, do you even go here? And she'd be like, oh, he's so adorable. Like, I don't know. Ordering just pizzas to class? Ordering <laughs> some kind of high school antic. I don't know. I still can't tell if this is, like, okay or if this is, like, a little too aggressive. I mean, he did just grab her. Like, I understand that he's been sort of set up to not expect that, like, they're in a relationship, but, like, all of a sudden she's pulling this really crazy 180, right? I I feel like I missed it. Why did she do that? Well, because Because her friends don't like him. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. They like But she didn't tell him that. No, she hasn't told him anything yet. So I feel like he deserves an explanation. Yeah, he does. She's no Lula. But he figures it out. See, he's smarter than she is open. The other thing that if they remade this thing, it almost certainly wouldn't be R-rated. So all this, like, real natural, you know... Like, fuck off, fuck off for sure, like, totally. (laughs) (laughs) Like, this wouldn't be in the new movie, you know? So, Mm, it'll all be teamed up. I don't know. I mean, it probably wouldn't be just between them anymore. It'd be, like, in public at a party with all of her friends there, and the guys would, like, drag him away. I just feel like everything needs to be bigger and more obvious if you're going to remake. Here he goes, Dark Knight of the Soul. 
Also, he might just be able to get into bars because he looks like he's 25 years old. <laughs> yeah. But it also seems like this... I mean, I understand he's in love, but... This is like the first time he's had his heart broken. Oh, this is the, the scene of the girlfriend. Yeah. Ex-girlfriend. Or at least like some ex-girl that he is friends with. We don't really right. get much... Well, it's the first time that he's had his heart broken that we've seen. I mean, he's lived this sort of a carefree life. True. I don't know that he's ever... He might have been dumped up on before. I think it's kind of implied, though, that this maybe is the first time he was in love. Yeah, because he seems like he doesn't know how to be himself right now. Yeah, like, they both were like, oh, we have this crazy connection. Like... I love to watch what directions his hair goes in. <laughs> and the answer is all directions. It's, it's a little different every time you see him. Okay, so technically then, him and Julie couldn't have been together more than two months. And he whips out the I love you? Hey, man, love moves fast. I suppose. They must have seen each other, like, every day or something. And just... It's also young love. Yeah, he might not even know what he's talking about. <laughs> we could have used make-up instead of compromise. Yeah, I guess we could have, but I don't think they go all the way here. I mean, they Plus, get... compromise just is too wonderful a euphemism. What did compromise come from? Boy in Blue? Boy in Blue. Like, it was the 1800s, so they didn't say sex, so he's... Why did you... you compromised me. See, he's okay. got his own place, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, it's kind of cramped, but... At least he's got indoor plumbing. Well, this is just the bathroom. Circle jerks. No, this is the bathroom of the club, though. Yeah, I know. Okay. <laughs> Thought you were keeping it going. It looks pretty authentic. That's such awkward kissing. It's like a gross punk club hole in the wall. Not enough people vomiting. Oh, I missed those. I don't remember. This doesn't seem like the type of music that would be going on there most of the time. That's, that's just a, seems that's like conveniently point. being yeah, played. Even, even the band that was playing earlier was... But maybe that was just new for the 80s, so they were still mm. offended by it. Could be. It's like, let's make them more like the Talking Heads and less like, you know, Sex Like Pistols. Anton Yelchin's band from Green Room. Oh, yeah. see more proof that nobody uses bathrooms for bathrooms. We got two people smoking and two people banging, compromising, making up. Like, they would leave, too. I mean, I didn't think it would be such a big deal. Oh, so yeah, we don't know how far they go. I think they make up all the way. I guess they go all the way. I'm gonna assume, since it faded to black... 
Uh-oh, their song's playing. This makes me want to watch Firebirds, because it sounds like Highway to the Danger Zone. I am the greatest. Cage is a million miles away right now. Look at that stare. It's like he's been in war or something. Yeah, his face is really great at, like, subtly telling us how much pain he's in. Well, his face always kind of looks a little sad to begin with. He's a very good actor. Yeah, he is. But no, let's just regurgitate memes online. I feel like everybody who shared the Not the Bees scene on YouTube has never seen Valley Girl. <laughs> I don't like this crossover between those two groups of people. Or else they'd be sharing this whole movie on yeah. Facebook. <laughs> Right. This reminds me of the night before. With yeah, Keanu. yeah, with the with the bottles and stuff. Plus, that was sort of his Valley Girl in the in a way, right? Where it was his first sort yeah, of he was major teenage and, comedy. Yep, and Lori Lachlan was rich girl. Man, they are really earning that R rating. They don't have language and boobs. That's really all there is, but they got it. Where's Fred been this whole time? He's been with those gangsters. You know, it's interesting. It's like Cage has been sort of like not hanging out with him and hanging out with the girl the whole time. And now like he's he's right here when he needs him. He doesn't care. Yep. It's like friends forever. Terrible fake vomiting. I'm glad it's really terrible and fake. Otherwise, I'd be freaking out. The episode of The Sopranos I watched this morning, Adriana vomits the most vomit I've ever seen in my life all over a table. I was just like, that's disgusting. I'm so glad I've never seen that. Oh my god, it was awful. It made me gag. It was that bad. Really? Huh. We still gotta do a spoiler alert at the top of each episode what we spoil, but like, it's in season four when she gets uh, brought in for questioning to the FBI. Oh, okay. And they're saying to her that you can oh, wow. go away for, like, intent to distribute, and she just, like, she basically vomits, like, you know, vegetable medley soup everywhere, like, all over the people, <laughs> all over the I wonder if she awful. really did it. No, it was it was way too much. It was so much. So what do we? I spoiled Charlie St. Cloud and The Sopranos. That's fine. I feel like every episode that we record of this, I'm gonna spoil some part of The Sopranos oh, and Ro- <laughs> Romeo and Juliet. I think. Yeah, you definitely spoiled <laughs> Romeo and Juliet too. Yeah, but if you if you're listening to this and you haven't read it, like if you're before like sixth grade, <laughs> if you haven't seen Romeo plus Juliet, uh, what are you thinking? I mean, it's Leo. Leo Club. Oh, here we go, winning her back by being ultra aggressive. Young man. Wait, who's driving? Is that a student or is that a mom? The, f- the friend's mom. But they can they can all drive. Why don't they drive themselves to school? They can't drive. She was a terrible driver. Oh, in driving they were class. in driver's ed. That's true. There's that belt. I wonder what the now. Now I want to know what that belt is. Oh, this is a smooth move. 
That sounded like Greg Proops. It did sound like <laughs> Greg Proops. <laughs> I wonder. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't put it Let's past look it up. <laughs> he went on to or voice an alien them. in Star Wars Phantom Menace, so maybe voice work is in there. <laughs> That's smooth. New bookmark for you. Those are different pictures. Even more. Greg Proops, the first thing he was in was in 1990. Okay. So this predated him by seven years, but definitely that feels like he saw it. Was just like, oh, I'm gonna do that voice. Here he is. This is one of my favorite looks. Okay, we get Cage in disguise for a minute. (laughs) 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 These movies. I didn't start uploading the picture as my cover photo on Facebook. Hot dogs. Oh, hot dogs! Until way after this movie, but if I did it for this movie, it definitely would have been him in the three D glasses right there. Oh, he's doing a voice. Oh, right. Oh, he was doing a voice. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think there were like oh, other takes clown. of that where he said something different than Peter Piper picked a pepper? Oh, I have that Betty Boop record. That that sorry, <laughs> really looking in the background now. <laughs> well, like I mean, I think it's worth I think it's <laughs> worth looking in the background because like, they actually decorate these like actual rooms. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, her room reminds me kind of like of Juno. If you, I don't know when the last time you saw that, but that with the hamburger phone. Not just the hamburger phone, but that room just felt real teen authentic to me with the shit on the walls and. I just saw that part. I saw, like, the first, like, half hour Juno recently. Your ego is prego. Some of that stuff does not hold up. I loved Juno when it came out, but ooh, boy. I feel the opposite. I didn't like it when it came out because that stuff really bothered me, but I watched it again recently, and I was okay Mm. with it. What is Diablo Cody up to? I haven't seen anything she's done since um, Young Adult. I didn't watch her show. She did Paradise with Julianne Hough. Hmm. Um, she also did something else recently. I think she's writing for a show. She did the United States of Terror for a long time, but I didn't have that network when it was on. So he's got to step his game up a minute here, and then you know, all these little feats of trying to get her back aren't working. So he's got to do one grand oh. gesture. Diablo Cody wrote Ricky and the Flash. Oh no! And then she created One Mississippi, the Tate Taro show. Okay. What is he doing with the... I think he's blowing into that wrong. I think it was a kazoo. You're supposed to hum into a kazoo, not blow into one? Whatever he was doing wasn't working. Dude, that, why is that blonde guy wearing a pink bandana like that? I... And one around, around his, his neck. neck. Too. It's the same one on twice. All right, now it's now it's a joke. Like it has to be a running gag between the prop master and someone in the wardrobe department. Like that shirt. (laughs) 
she's the mom is reminding me of um she's about to get married not go to prom she does look like she's in a wedding no, dress no that so was like, like very like Madonna it was, did oh Madonna yeah that great yet? call like mm-hmm. she has gloves Absolutely. on too that is very much oh the dad just put a towel against the door that's a pretty cool suit the pink one yeah a friend of mine wore a one of those powder blue tuxedos to prom one year Why did he pick then to get high? Why couldn't he do he's it? he's so nervous. Because he's stressed out. But he should have done it before the kid sh- showed up. But I think he he wasn't re- he didn't realize how nervous he was until <laughs> Bradley Whitford showed up. I'm getting like a Greta Gerwig camera, vibe the camera from cap. Yeah, she she does look like Greta Gerwig. The uh, the lens cap is still on the oh Earth to Dad. <laughs> Man, that pink tux is it's a bit much. It's wonderful. <laughs> look at that, look at that jade ring he's wearing. I feel like you could do a whole movie Ooh, with wow. these two. Well, this would be like Rosencrantz and Gilderstern are dead. Yes, like, is... yes. They are totally. <laughs> I think that, was that a different play, though? That was Hamlet. But they're, this is the, they're the Romeo and Juliet equivalent of that. Yeah. Like them just like laying around doing yoga, they, smoking weed, exi- waiting for a yeah, Existing on the peripheral of the main story. <laughs> so they're hanging out here a lot, too. Like you were saying yeah, before. Yeah. We're lingering. <laughs> They're gonna just go get high all night. Real band too, which is cool. Josie Cotton. Trust me, your kids are gonna love it. Prom spent a lot of money on lighting. <laughs> That song is is a is always kind of struck me as strange. It's called Johnny Are You Queer? And I think it's about like a girl that likes a boy who won't go out with her or something. I'm not sure. I've long since tried to understand what that song was about. Uh, giving up trying to understand entirely. Just go to genius.com, just like we're on now and again. I done graduated from Versace Junior College and just go see what uh, random internet strangers have to say about that song. Oh, his hair's blue now. Yeah, he's team... I guess that means he's fully on board. Yeah, they've team. made a... Oh, yeah. They've gone from red to, to blue. Do we need to go back and watch the colors through the movie again <laughs> to know what's really going on? I, I do think it is saying something that they showed up together when you first saw them at the party, they were more red, and now they're, they're and now, matching you know, blue. Bradley Whitford's in pink, so he's team, he's team pink, team red. 
They've sort of swapped. What well, nice top hat. Kind of Dude, the touches at this prom are out of control. There isn't a single normal black tuxedo. But then again, is black tuxedo normal? I, w- I would have kind of liked like a green tux. That would have been cool. We will be back at prom in just a couple movies for... Takisuke married. Well, it's not really... It's, no, it's prom, but it's also like a prom reunion, right? Like, so... I think that's a reunion, but I but think they also like prom. go to prom. Don't they go to prom? Uh, I haven't seen it since we watched it for Cage Club. I've wanted to. Her sleeves are so big, I don't even know whether to look at her sleeves or her cleavage. Well, it reminds me of Jamie Lee Curtis, True Lies, where she's, like, dressed oh, sexy yeah. and she has, like, all that puffy stuff on and she rips <laughs> it all off and, like, something like it's a good dress. <laughs> Just need some slight alterations. I bet that that singer still looks like that today. Yeah. <laughs> Like, with the same makeup and the same hairdo. Just it looked old. like the painting at the house that Julie lived in. There was, like, a painting on the wall that looked just like her. Arthur. Oh, E.G. The one guy's wearing Look at the her red sk- leather jacket Michael Jackson had. Look at her skirt. It's like a race raceway. Oh, Weird. Spike in the punch. They're both wearing gray. That means we don't have to care about what they're doing. It's, it's friends wearing the same outfit again. I wonder if they took each other. I mean, don't know that they're not together. So I once dyed my hair green in high school. It wasn't little like that was with my entire head, though. For, like, the first two weeks, it was sort of like a dark green, and then when it washed out, it became, like, like that, like, neon green Whoa. for, like, a month. It was crazy. I don't have any... I have one photo during Thanksgiving. My parents were thrilled. <laughs> but, hey, it was, like, 1995. Those were the days, I guess. I green did that days. In, in high school my hair went through every color except green hmm. that's good thinking she right there looked like um, now I hate I hate saying it looked like this now I can't remember the person's name but um, from Parks and Rec Amber Amber? Is it not her name? The character's name? Anne? No. Aubrey Plaza? Yeah, they, she looked like Aubrey Plaza there for a minute. When she put her plate down. April. April. Duh. I haven't watched that show since I marathoned the entire series last year. Crush that fly. I'm going to... 
start adopting that phrase from now on. Crush that fly. I don't know what it means. What does it mean? Just like, do it? Let's do it? Yeah, it's a really dumb and elaborate way of saying, let's do this. Crush that fly. The second guitar player with the white jacket has some severe tassel happening, like beyond Bon Jovi level. That skirt is amazing. If you told me this was a Halloween party, I would believe you. <laughs> Just based on the band, not based on the well, I mean, the band prom is, goers. The band is, you know, that's just a band's dress. No, but don't they each look like they're dressed up like a, a musician? Like, that's Billy Idol, and that's Michael Jackson. Mm-hmm. She's Madonna-ish or something. Or She's kind of, Joan yeah. Jett. Joan, Joan, Joan Jett. Yeah. yeah. <sighs> Actual crowns. Like Burger King this crowns. is a Burger King crown. It'd be great if just a big bucket of pig's blood fell down onto Julie. She even kind of looks a little bit like Jamie Lee Curtis. Maybe just the glasses. Hmm. The dress is terrible. Was that dress ever in style? Yes. Well. But she's like a mom, right? Like, it's, yeah. She's not like a teenager trying to look like hip and cool. Ooh, karate. Whoa, those were like Ooh, real Cobra moves. Kai. Kung Fu Kid. Oh, right, the, the longest and most elaborate pre-announcement speech. I like the way this is directed, though, how like all the action is going to be sort of off-screen, or at least in the corner for a minute. Wow. <laughs> He, he can kick really hot. Like, he's in great shape. Yeah, he's good. Whoa. He studied that. This shot. <laughs> I just find that so awkward. I do like that the guitarist, or the bassist right there, and the, and the piano player can both see what's going on. And now he's pointing at the drummer like, hey, check this out. <laughs> Amazing. Nice slide. Why? Why did she pass out? I think she got taken out, like at the knees. Maybe? Oh, okay. Maybe. Maybe she fainted because they're disrespecting prom, maybe. and she just gave that big speech about how much it meant to her. And now we're about to get our real graduate ending, but happier. Probably. Almost. Isn't there a food fight first or something? Is that this movie? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Here, take some of this. <laughs> that looked like the stuff from Troll 2. Like, that's what all that stuff... Oh, here we go. <laughs> so many guys. All guys. Oh, every oh, every guy. guy. He's following him? <laughs> They're all going to pound him. Well, bye. It's not worth chasing after, I guess. She's so sad. Prom is ruined. (laughs) 
I do think that this driver does not realize he just picked up the girl with a different guy. In a completely different suit. Maybe he did notice, and that's why he said, must be some party you got going on. Oh, time to compromise. Time to make up. Sherman Oaks Galleria. That's such a happy ending. There they go. Off to, into the future. Off to the Sheraton. The Valley Sheraton. Their prom night discount special. And they will meld together. Dun 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 dun. I hope the credits, yes, the credits come up over this instead of going to black. That's that's wonderful. Elizabeth Daly. Not even E.G. Daly, just mm-hmm. Elizabeth Daly. It's kind of funny that it ends on this shot because I do feel like the freeway, the, the L.A. freeway, or where, that is sort of synonymous with being a terrible highway and stuff. So like, I always hear about how the terrible gridlock and traffic jams. Look at Nancy Israel with two credits in a row. Whew. That's the kind of production this was, man. Everybody had to double up or pull some extra weight. I wonder if we're going to get an assistant to Mr. Cage. I wonder what the first movie that he has an assistant on is. It would be great if, I mean, not for Valley Girl 2 or the remake, but if they picked up these characters today and saw what their kids were up to or something. And I just mm. don't feel like, I don't know, I'd just like to see the, how they turned out if they made it. Yeah, maybe they could be the parents in the new Valley mm. Girl. And then we're going to really want to like hang out with the parents instead of... <laughs> yeah. So, Jordan, what did you think? Your first time ever seeing it. It's, uh, it's good. Oh, I'm going to tell your mom you didn't like it. <laughs> Tuxedo <laughs> I liked shout it. out. I'm going to tell on you. It wasn't... Thank you, Western Bagel. I liked it as much as I like... Any. Now compare this to the first like decade of Keanu Club, and it's just whew. But this is the third thing we did. Like we did best of times, yeah, and then fast times, and then it's this. This was I, I felt like this set a high bar, <laughs> to be quite honest. And he 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 cleared it for twenty years. Yeah, twenty five years. So Mike and I have been watching these all the way through to the oh, end. Yeah, to and we, the like, credits. We're, we're hoping for like after credit scenes. We found one that we didn't. We weren't sure if we knew before. What movie? It was in the um, Superman documentary. Mm-hmm. They just cut back to Tim Burton at the end, and he, the guy asks him a question, and he Tim just Burton just it. he just goes, <laughs> "What year is this?" And I'm still talking about this fucking movie. <laughs> well, he asked about Cage too, right? Yeah, yes. There was a Cage-related question, and he's like, "I can't believe I'm still talking about this movie I never made. This is, this is gonna." follow me to my death or something, right? He said, like, it's going to follow me to my grave. I don't know. But this will be the first time I sit through these credits. See many songs? We're going through so many songs. Eaten by the monster of love. <laughs> Good job, Gibson, Hoffman, and Spivak for clearing all the music. Ooh, the epic event- records mm. and tapes. The events and characters of this film are based on Romeo and Juliet. <laughs> Interesting. How many other movies do you think have pink credits? Probably Drive. Maybe. Maybe Drive. <laughs> I, I feel like I Fight Club that. should, but doesn't. Paper Street Soap Co. Well, that's right. it. That's Valley Girl, so come back next time. The next one we're recording is Wild at Heart, but the next one we're releasing, I don't know. That's anyone's guess. 
by 